Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Lisa Tahir. And we're going to be talking about her book, The Chiron Effect. And before you're like, what in the world is that? Hear me out. So we're going to be fusing psychology and astrology in this podcast. And it's fascinating because at one point, Lisa and I get into talking about how if you don't like how your life's turning out, you can change your orbit. And that might sound kind of weird, but if you think about it, who do you, who do you need to become to change your life? If the life that you have right now, chances are you have things that surround you, people that surround you and experiences that surround you that aren't exactly aligned with what you want. So if you use the idea or analogy of an orbit and think about it, it really makes sense. And so we have a great conversation in this podcast, and I think this could be useful for anyone who's really, you know, regardless of if you've had big traumas, little traumas in your life, whatever it may be, I really think that looking at how Lisa connected the Chiron effect to your astrological signs and your vulnerabilities that you have in life is how this is where these things are, are once we understand them, we can really take our power back and empower ourselves. So fascinating conversation here. I really hope that you dive into this one. And especially if you are trying to figure out where you stand in life, trying to figure out what the next 50, 60, 100 years are going to be like for you. This is a great podcast for that. So let's introduce you to Lisa Tahir. Hello there, health junkies. Welcome to another episode of The Health Fix. I'm your host, Dr. Janine Krause. And on today's episode, I have Lisa Tahir on. She's a licensed social worker in California, Louisiana, has a wonderful, like amazing story that I definitely want to tell you guys about. And she's also the host of a podcast as well, All Things Therapy. So Lisa, welcome to the Health Fix podcast. Dr. Janine, thank you so much for having me on Health Fix. I'm so happy and excited to be here. So we have some good stuff to talk about. Like I shared before we we, we hit record, I I had guys, I went through her, her whole book, but I also went through the website to try to see like, where is my Chiron at? And we're, I'm going to explain to you guys what that means, or actually Lisa's going to explain, not me, um, here in a minute. And, and we found that that I was a Chiron in Taurus. And so that we will leave it at there as we explore things. But Lisa, give us a little background into how you got into astrology and looking into the god of wounded healers, Chiron. So well said, Dr. Janine. And actually the information found me and it goes back to what you and I were just discussing before coming on live. Those of us called to to mental health, to physical health and its healing, emotional health and well-being, spiritual health and well-being is often a result of our own journey to understand ourselves, our families, <laughs> and to create a better outcome moving forward. And that was certainly the case for me when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I started therapy at actually age 21. And I knew when I went to see the licensed clinical social worker, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do with my life is to help people understand themselves psychologically, 
and I entered Tulane University Masters of Social Work program and have felt it to be such a perfect fit for my curiosity that I've always had since I was a kid around how people work, like what's going on in our minds. And in later years, how does that affect our lives, the lives that we're living? And how can we amplify, tweak, you know, our mind to live a different kind of life? And all that really came together for me in the last 10 years when I was meditating asking literally, how can I help myself and my clients more to be happier? Like, why was I still experiencing depression and anxiety, though I have been in therapy for so long as needed? I help others heal. Like, what what did I miss? Mm-hmm. And I really just heard Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N. And Dr. Janine, it wasn't very exciting, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I remember Chiron in grad school learning about Dr. Carl Jung and the archetypes and this wounded healer archetype you mentioned. And I expected something so much more exciting (laughs) than that to come through. And as I just kind of followed, went down the path of Chiron and researching, it led me through an almost four-year process of writing my book, The Chiron Effect, where you mentioned your Chiron and Taurus, which we'll talk about having to do with healing our areas of vulnerability and just how there's information there. When we feel depressed, when we feel anxious, when we feel a physical issue, a pain, a misalignment, it's really information trying to get our attention to let us know more about ourselves so that we can heal. And I'm curious how that lands with you being in the field. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I I like you came to this field to figure out more. I mean, I was 15 when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. So mm-hmm. I kind of dove into this. I, I mean, I wanted to be a pro snowboarder, but uh that didn't pan out. <laughs> so That's a, I wanted to be a pro skier. <laughs> about you. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, it's too funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you you have these ideas, right? When when you're younger, and then then life just kind of happens. But no, I was absolutely fascinated with how did my mom end up with cancer? She was probably the most like hippie granola mom that a gal could have, and I was the kid that nobody wanted to train lunch, trade lunch with me or any of that. Uh, yeah. So, so I was, you know, it, like inherently like, whoa, what it, what is this all about? And just kind of fell into really wanting to help people and explore more. And now it's gone full circle where I was all about everybody else for so long. And now I'm like, wait, what about me? Yes. What about me? You know, And I think that's what your Chiron placement in Taurus. Is it okay to kind of reference uh, that? Absolutely. And I'll share my placement as well. Yeah. So as far as, so Chiron is in one of the signs of the Zodiac in your birth chart. Like if someone asks, what sign are you? Like what sign are you, Dr. Janine? I'm, I'm on the border. I'm on the cusp. So I get to choose, um, depending on which one I like as, as I joke, but I'm, I'm the cusp between cancer and Leo. Oh, awesome. What a nice cusp to be on, to have both mm-hmm. of those. Those. Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a Gemini. And like many of you listening, you'll know what your sign is. Chiron is sourced by your date of birth, your place of birth. And it reveals one of the signs for you, Dr. Janine, it's Taurus different from your sun sign. And for Mm -hmm. me, it's Chiron and Aries different from my sun sign of Gemini. And what I was led to literally to, to understand is that this reveals the area of our personality, of our psyche, of our selves that we tend to like not feel so good about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, and Chiron and Taurus has to do with neglect 
and I'm, I'm sensing and hearing for you, you were giving to others and lit up by it. Like it made you happy. Yet there was a point where I sense you started overgiving and neglecting yourself. <laughs> and it's so important to know that because you can shift the balance and identify what do I need for me to still keep serving and, and being at the level that makes you really happy and, and have your meaning and purpose while also knowing it's okay to step back and care for yourself and not neglect yourself. Because when we do, it leads to bigger issues in our health, emotionally and physically. And so it's really realigning. And it sounds like you you knew that quite intuitively. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was many signs and, and also kind of a lot of lack of border, you know, or, or, or boundaries per se between myself and, and helping people. And I started thinking, you oh, know, this is getting a little, a little out of hand here, <laughs> you know? And, and yeah. And so recognizing that Chiron and Taurus also has really powerful intuitive abilities to sense what's needed. And I hear as well that you tuned into that and wanted to play with the boundaries of my giving versus my receiving, how you're showing up for others, yet also showing up for yourself, and what that might look like that you say or do differently to attend mm -hmm. to yourself. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And for others, it might be this, this neglect, wounding, or vulnerability. I see it on a spectrum that for some, it's like mm -hmm. an ouch, a neglect. Uh, a vulnerability versus when there's trauma and, and literal neglect, physical abuse, sexual abuse, growing up in a household with an addicted parent that neglected you because their primary relationship might have been alcohol or a substance. And so this really, you know, you can fall anywhere along that spectrum. And it so helps for myself, my Chiron is in Aries. And this speaks to a core wounding or neglect in my area of self self-worth valuing myself. And that really hit and resonated for me because for a number of years, despite achieving successes and goals that I was so excited to pursue when I achieved them, it's like there was a disconnect, not allowing myself to feel like this is good enough. I'm good enough. And this mm -hmm. is where you see performance-based love, really working hard to be loved, sourced in a paradigm of growing up where maybe that was the template, the expectation was like you had to do a lot to be loved. And and for me, having that awareness, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to focus healing myself in this one area of my self-esteem and self-worth and everything has fallen into place as a result. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was mm -hmm. like this missing component to know there's nothing wrong with you. There's actually so much right with <laughs> you and it, it's... Uh, um using empathy. My book talks about empathy and self-forgiveness. And I think as women, especially, we're way too critical of ourselves. <laughs> we expect a lot. And it's important to pause and value ourselves, approve of ourselves, notice what we're doing well, and even daily forgive yourself if you've been in judgment about yourself. And I wonder how that lands for you. Dr. Oh Jenny. my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for me, for sure, for a lot of the women I see, I think women as a whole, you know, we really do judge ourselves quite a bit. We do struggle with vulnerability. We struggle with, you know, so many things have been said to us over the years and, and trying to figure out, am I being a drama queen or do I really need to express myself? Am, am I expressing yeah. myself appropriately? So much of this gets wound up inside of us. 
it does. And it's so important to start untangling that because it opens up possibility is what I've experienced to really look at yourself through the lens of empathy of, of how you really make sense, even mm -hmm. in your, let's call it air quotes, dysfunction, mm -hmm. even when you're triggered and react, it makes sense. There's a reason that you were triggered and go to this emotional place. And by understanding that, and often it's, it's the inner child work going back to that younger self and speaking to her, him, them around how painful this was. I'm so sorry you went through that really self attuning to your mm -hmm. own experience, because in some cases you'll have, you'll get the apology from another, but in other cases you won't, and you don't need that to heal to completion. Mm, that's so, so important to hear that you don't need that apology. Cause I mean, yes, yeah, so many people have parents or, or relatives that, that, that in basically had an impact on their mental health and they've passed or, or no relationship is, is present at this time. So and I think a lot of people really need to hear that, that that's okay. Same thing you mentioned earlier too, about we're not broken. Yeah. We're not broken. That's it's been such wrong. an awareness for me, Dr. Janine, because even when I was in school to be a therapist, the, the model was so much about diagnoses and disorders and studying the DSM. We all thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, we have everything. And I think you can see aspects of yourself in, in these disorders and labels. However, it's ways that we make sense of our world. And certainly there are people that have these patterns of thought and belief and, and medication and certain treatments are very helpful to alleviate the negative symptoms for those individuals. And yet, if you can even approach that from, I'm not wrong, I'm not mm -hmm. broken, these are just ways to support myself. I think that that model needs to be expressed more centered around our strengths, a strengths perspective. I speak from in my book, it's a paradigm around identifying and supporting yourself through your natural strengths and propensities. And it starts to shift your mind to, to even see the best in everything, which might be hard in certain situations, yet it can really bring you to derive meaning and then purpose that can help you just be happier about your life experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What I, what I enjoyed about the first part of your book where you're going through all the different experience, I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and finding alignment with so many different things, which is why, you know, guys, I, I really do want you to check out the Chiron effect, healing our core wounds through astrology, empathy, and self-forgiveness Lisa's book, because it really, she really does highlight all the things you've been thinking about, but never really wanted to like, Maybe, maybe say them out loud or you're yeah. like, I wonder if. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I really appreciate, I really appreciate that, Dr. Janine. Yeah. I really sat with those things and things about ourselves and others that are undesirable and, and we just try to like shy away from or make the best of. And instead it's like, let's go in here and look at this. And what does it mean for mm -hmm. me? And what does this mean about me? And what do I want it to mean? To really look at the meaning you made about yourself when certain things happen in your life, especially the painful ones where you might have felt like I'm too much or I'm unlovable in this way. And you start to compensate by overgiving, by overperforming, mm -hmm. by overachieving, or you might not show up for yourself and, and really think I'm just, I don't have it in me. Like I can't do this and not even try. And how mm -hmm. that can lead to depression, feeling like I'm just not smart enough or I didn't have, I didn't come from a family 
X, Y, and Z, or I don't have enough money, like things that cause us to not even try. And I want everyone to just try. Like, I believe we're here to really have a joyful life experience because that's when we're the happiest and can shine as our truest and most authentic selves. And to give yourself that chance to feel into what that is for you. Yeah. Giving ourselves a chance. That's, that's huge because I think so many women will just shut off, disconnect. I mean, I know I did for, for many years and, and thinking almost like I'm too cool for school in this Mm. case, like, Oh, I'm, that's that's that astrology stuff you know now it's like wait a minute I don't know how long I you know missed out on let's put it that way of actually getting to know my true self so let's talk a little bit about childhood trauma disconnecting yeah and and how it really shapes us and how maybe someone who's a little scared and maybe has gone through therapy and it's brought up rehashing all this stuff and they're like I don't want to go there so how do I just explore myself without traumatizing myself at the same time at 100% that's so well said and I think too often that is the experience of a survivor of trauma is to go into therapy and reopen these wounds and feel overwhelmed and re-traumatized frankly and I think the work is meant to be done very gently and lovingly and I talk about creating the container for change in an Mm -hmm. introductory chapter where it's like we're a container for our emotions and life experiences and really having the self-care in place Mm -hmm. before you start exploring those more painful aspects of trauma that you experience. Because when you start to feel the emotion again, you need to know you're safe because trauma Mm -hmm. disconnects you from a sense that the world is safe for me. And you feel like you're in fight flight or fear or freeze and all of those physiological symptoms, sometimes even shaking, just trauma causes just intense fear in one's body. And so you want to be able to have safe people to be able to share this with and be soothed. It's really about soothing and being seen and heard empathetically and not told, I don't believe you, or this is too much for me, because that was probably your experience as it happened. And to really have loving people and places and practices to explore and understand that you were disconnected from a sense of a secure world and you created all kinds of really brilliant coping mechanisms to try to live through that. And yet those same coping mechanisms aren't working for you today. And you're looking for change and not sure how. So Mm -hmm. I talk in the early chapters about really having places to soothe and do this work gently so you can go to work and be a mom and be a partner and have time with friends so you don't feel like you have to like check out for six months because that's just not really I think the way healing is is meant to be done I think we're meant to really be in our lives and do this create the time for ourselves to to go in inside and realign and and then be back out in our world so how how do Mm -hmm. you see this process of healing I absolutely agree because I find that, you know, someone spends thousands of dollars to go to a spa retreat, for example. Yeah. And you go as who you are. You have this incredible experience and then you're thrown back out into the world with your new info, but no little baby steps into testing it out. 
which I found extremely kind of scary and kind of why I think that maybe even some of the rehab types of facilities for folks who are, are, you know, trying to come off of alcohol, trying to come off of, of different substances and and why it sometimes may fail for certain people. They need little exposure versus, you know, nothing and then thrown back into the universe. Right. Absolutely. Well said coming from a utopia experience of Mm -hmm. really having all your needs met and then coming back out into your world with the same people, places, and things, it's so important to create supports for yourself in the ways that you need to come out of a rehab or an experience of healing, trauma, whatever it might might have been, or addiction, and have the same kind of thing set up in your day-to-day life so that you feel like, I can do this, that I, I know where to go and and how to handle that. And I talk in my book about my own experience of mm-hmm. recovering from cocaine addiction and how that relationship to cocaine mimicked some of my early like experiences with caregivers around something that's reliable to take the edge off. But then the backlash of that is like the depression and the anxiety and the health issues and, and how addiction really often mimics a primary relationship you had with a primary caretaker. And I learned that from the harm reduction model of recovery, where the the substance you're drawn to really produces emotional responses that that mimic how you grew up and how you felt. And I think it's such an interesting way and helpful way to look at addiction recovery as a relationship. And you want your most intimate relationship to be with yourself and you want Mm -hmm. that relationship to be secure and safe and a home base within you and to really learn to trust yourself and that your body is going to lead you to where you need to go and really believing that more deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the belief I think is hard to to come by. As as time goes on, you can definitely do it. I think in the current, you know, therapy models, it's it's not as easy. But going into your book and one of the things that I found like, oh, check this out. There's a reason, you know, there's a a back connection to our coping mechanisms to to what's happened to us and how our life kind of plays out or, or our, our behaviors, because I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever read any book like yours that right off the bat connected those things for me. So it's somewhat of a sped up process. Let's put yes. it that way. Cause Thank you're so, you. you're so spread, sped up. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit more how that kind of came up, came about for you. You know, I felt really committed to, I had always wanted to write a book like many of you listening and I had notepads, like notes scribbled on, <laughs> on topics and I find them years later and like, oh my gosh, whatever happened with that idea? And somehow with this experience of really, it was like a deeper need to know. Mm-hmm. And I saw myself like, imagine you're turning over every rock, every stone, like when you really want something and it's like, I'm just about this, like nothing will deter me. It was like this need. And I felt even the information, I kind of saw it visually as in the collective unconscious, this information about our deepest wounds and vulnerabilities and how to connect so much that's already been said, like object relationists uh, talking about early imprints of primary caregiver relationships and how that plays out in our adult romantic relationships, business relationships and friendships, and even Sigmund Freud 
speaking about the repetition compulsion in 1913, this innate desire we have to heal. And sometimes we just don't know where to go. And we're looking under every rock and every stone. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to find something that's, that's, that's already been said and yet new. And that's where Chiron, the wounded mm -hmm. healer, uh, Greek centaur in mythology, who is the founding father of pharmacy and botany. And when you go to the doctor and the staff <laughs> of medicine, the snake, two snakes wrapped around the staff, Chiron gave that to Asclepius in Greek <laughs> mythology. So we see Chiron's reference in our modern world really having to do with not fearing where we're vulnerable or scared or feel shame. Mm -hmm. Instead, it, it's like, really looking at that. Why do I feel this way? And what, how might it help me even to navigate my world better? And, mm -hmm. and that's where I might've lost a little track of your question, where I just felt led. The astrology piece came to my surprise because I'm trained as a therapist and I was like, okay, astrology, you know, oh, okay. I'm willing mm -hmm. to look yet. It really, I, I came to learn that we write our own astrological chart. It's not something prescribed for us, born under the stars, dictated to us. I believe that our consciousness wrote our life experience before we even came here. And our physical life experience is about remembering, reawakening to who we wanted to be, and then having choice to, to change our path based upon greater illumination and healing and more authenticity. And I wonder how that lands with you yeah yeah no I mean it definitely comes it comes together as a whole and and kind of what I was saying about speeding up because I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea of speeding up your process of therapy because like we had mentioned before it's a baby steps into things and, and testing and seeing what works for you but it's it, the the astrological sign kind of gives a little bit more of a energetic you know, in, in the cosmos kind of concept before we are created um, and, and while we are created, because we also take in the birth date and the time and where we are born, folks, when to calculate this, you can actually go to a website um, that will link in, in the podcast notes there at drjcrossnd.com. But you can use this data about you, where you were born, your birth date, your birth time, and it will bring up, like I figured out I was Chiron in Tories. It will tell you where, where you landed there, but I'm almost like it's, it's something bigger than us is what I'm getting at here. It is. It's, That's it's what bigger I felt like, you. Dr. Janine. And for me, it was an integration uh, it, and speeding up is part of that. Like it, it really helps you focus more mm -hmm. with your intention and your effort to really soothe what, what is going on in me and about me and making sense of your life experiences that mm -hmm. might've felt random, that might've felt just painful. I don't even want to look at that. I'm just right. happy it's over. And it's like, let's look at that and integrate it fully. So there's not these little kind of like fractures within ourselves that pop up when we're triggered and we react and then feel badly, feel mm -hmm. shamed, and then have to dig ourselves out that emotional hole. It's like, no, let's, let's relate differently to ourselves and others. And astrology as a symbolic language, as above, so below, there's spiritual truths that I integrated as well from various, various traditions. And I say in the book, apply this work to what you believe. We all have a belief system. And if anything, I want you to have a closer connection to what your belief system is, whether it's spiritual or agnostic or atheist, to really use this so it, it has traction for you. 
Mm-hmm. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of folks, you know, myself included in terms of my upbringing, being Christian, I was kind of thinking to myself, huh, how does all of this play in with astrology? Is it, you know, is it its own religious kind of thing? You know, I think a lot of people don't really understand astrology enough yeah. and and feel like it's something completely outside of or 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 it can be something completely outside of their spiritual beliefs but yet i i see it more now like you had mentioned as something you integrate in because it's something bigger than us yeah, thank you and i see it like i mentioned a symbolic language and much yeah. like we don't use egyptian hieroglyphs anymore right. yet it's valid and it's it worked that was their language and back in those times astrology was how crops were planted and harvested and how people made sense of seasons. And though we have different methods now, I think it's an a- ancient language that can help us understand ourselves, which mm-hmm. often brings peace and clarity to be able to make mm-hmm. sense of who you are and know that, again, it wasn't written for you. You wrote it. And that took me a <laughs> while to get, Dr. Yeah. Janine. It was like this download <laughs> one day, like, oh my gosh, it makes sense. Like nobody wrote that for me. I wrote it. This is who I wanted to be. And these are some experiences I wanted to have to even write this book and be on the show with you. And when you start to view your life like that, you see more like aha moments rather than something went wrong for right. me. Right, right. Where did it go wrong? All the multiple traumas, all the things, life happening to me, not for me kind of kind of concept. Right, right. And it helps bridge that to start making the shift and change within yourself that though what happened to you very well wasn't your fault, especially in abuse and trauma, yet it it is our responsibility to heal. And I think that's when we start to shift into empowerment is like, this was not my fault. Okay, this is what I have to work with. Who do I need to, who do I need to become? And actually, how does that make me more of who I am Mm -hmm. versus less than who I am? Yeah, I like I like that more of who I am becoming more me is a a thing that goes with one of my um, one of my coaches who helps me with some tapping stuff. And really, I mean, adding to us, because I feel like in this culture, it's like, what do I need to take away? What do I need to eliminate? And, you know, foods, that kind of stuff. We could talk about food addiction and and taking away foods because of different sensitivities and different things that are, that are out there. Yeah. More additive of a, of a thought process is definitely, I think more healing. I think so too. And it helps us get to where we want to go with more ease, with more joy. Cause there, you know, if you start identifying, how do I want to believe about something versus like, I don't want to think that thought it it almost grows larger. Like I want to believe I'm good enough. I want to believe I'm lovable. I want to believe that this thing that happened to me is actually like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Even though this happened. And that starts to really connect you to possibility and solution. And you can start to kind of walk down that path and those baby steps with some hope which is mm-hmm. so needed. We need to have hope to get to where we really want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like the the modern medical model has taken away a lot of hope yeah. for folks. And, and that's kind of one of the places at which I kind of intersect. And, and I'm curious as to what you've seen with folks as well, because I, I work with a lot of chronic trauma patients and, okay. and big T's, little T's, compounded yeah. T's, self-induced T's as I would call yes. them. <laughs> yes. And, and I find that the more that someone is in that freeze mode, the less the body 
wants to try an herb, try a supplement, try something new. And so I will go back to, all right, let's go back into you and, and your, your heart, you know, and what's going on in, in your inner child, internal you. Have you seen the same thing within working with folks in the trauma realm? I have in a different way, and I'm so mm-hmm. excited to have you on All Things Therapy. My podcast <laughs> is here to talk about what you just spoke about, about the body when it's been traumatized. There are all these chemicals flooding your body that you're not even aware of, the, the adrenaline and those, uh, help me with the norepinephrine. <laughs> yep, epinephrine, and, cortisol. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> they, that's why I'm going to have you on the show, to break that down more <laughs> for us. And it causes uh, emotional responses of hypervigilance and hyper alertness of feeling uh, a fear like you're scanning your environment constantly for safety and you've probably done it for so long possibly since you were a child that you don't notice Mm -hmm. it but over the years it erodes at your physical health and that's when you probably start to notice you have a pain you have a disorder a medications being prescribed and while you know that's like do all that yet also look at underneath how what created this and and how can I treat the the energetics, meaning the emotions? What what happened that caused me to feel this level of fear that my body doesn't calm down and feel safe? You might have sleep issues. It's hard to really fall asleep and to really un untangle all of that is helpful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. needed. Oh. Absolutely. Because I think, you know, we get to a point in, in medicine where docs will throw their hands up and say, there's nothing more I can do. I, I've, I've done every test. We've tried this. We've tried that. And and in my world, I'll be like, you know, there's there's one more thing now. And, and, and you're not, you know, it's not the thing we think about first, but I think we should be thinking about first is going internally and yeah. going how, I mean, I ultimately believe the, the state between health and and having symptoms or coping mechanisms as as symptoms yes. really the difference between the two is is not feeling safe in your body absolutely absolutely and it's it's healing feeling safe in your body that's mm-hmm. key and everything that falls under that umbrella mm-hmm yeah. And I'm asked a lot from patients like well how do I feel how do I begin and and I was when I was reading your book I'm like this is something I can use for a very concrete, thank you, you know, description of where to connect what you're feeling internally, your coping mechanisms, and how it may have affected you as a whole. And so that's what I was like, wow, okay, this this is something I, I definitely need to share. And- Thank you. Yeah, I do give practical takeaway steps for every placement of Chiron, five or six steps and affirmations, because I really love practical wisdom. It's like, okay, the theoretical, the mm-hmm. paradigm, got it. Like, that's, that's awesome. But then what do I do now? What do I do today? <laughs> so I give literal steps. Like, for instance, Chiron in Taurus has a lot to do with feeling safe in your physical body learning to love your body and shift any criticisms or judgments to allow whatever change you might want to just feel safe in your body sexually, emotionally, like really learning to be at peace, make peace Mm -hmm. with your body is, is one big takeaway step and, and all the different ways that you can choose to do that. And Chiron and Aries, for example, this, this wounding and vulnerability in self-worth and 
prior valuing yourself, your self-esteem is often these people love to say yes to everything. Cause again, performance oriented, like, yes, I'm going to do, do, do. And you mm -hmm. might overcommit and feel like I don't want to do anything. And it sets up that either you're going to do things you don't want to do to show up and be totally burnt out and unhappy about it at some level, or you're mm -hmm. going to flake and people are going to think you're a flake. So instead of <laughs> that, you can just say, maybe when you're asked to do something, you know what? I feel like that's a yes. Let me get back to you. And it gives you a buffer of time. If you just learn to say, let me get back to you, then you can select more and not feel compelled to do everything or nothing. Mm -hmm. Everything or nothing seems to be a common theme with a lot of folks that I black see. Black and white. Yeah. Yep. 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 That very black and white thought process. Now we've talked about Chiron and Aries. We've talked about Chiron and Taurus. What else would be in that time range? Because most of the folks who listen to this podcast are between 30 and like 60-ish, some 70s in there. It seemed to me that age, there was a connection with date of yeah. birth quite a yeah, bit. Because in terms it, of and that's because Chiron spends between two and eight years in a sign. And, and that that varies. And so people of your age range will typically have the same Chiron placement, yet it might manifest in different areas of your mm -hmm. life. For some of you, it might be like, personally, you have it together. You feel great about yourself. You're in a healthy relationship, but at work, you know, the shit hits the fan. You're not being mm -hmm. credited for things that you do. You feel like what's going on? Like, why is this one area? Or for others, it might be in the area of your personal relationships versus mm -hmm. your work persona. So it's interesting how there's different kind of applications of where these vulnerabilities might present and mm -hmm. what you do to compensate for them. And you'll know that when you read like how this is showing up in your life. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's something to really take into account folks who are listening. I mean, we, while I may have one experience and Lisa has a different one, we all have different areas where we have those repetitive behaviors like bad relationships or weird business relationships, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, just where it keeps happening over and over again. And this is, that's fascinating to me how we can look at our sign and kind of how it connects in. Too. And Dr. Janine, you just referenced patterns. I love patterns. There's patterns, there's order in our universe and our natural world and our physical world and our emotional world. And to really understand your patterns that were sourced in your earliest experiences and to decide, do I want to keep this pattern going in my life or not? Our pattern is our routine, the people, mm -hmm. places, and things that we habituate daily. And I call it our orbit. I talk about how we're like mini planets and we create our own solar system in our lives. And that's really the pattern that astrology showed me is that we orbit people, places, and things, people, places, and things orbit us. And it's like, do I like the orbit I'm in or do I want, what changes do I want to make? And then how do I go about becoming that person to inhabit the new space, the new routine, the new whatever it is and <clears throat> what you need to tell yourself, the thoughts you need to have to support the new beliefs you want to create that then becomes our life experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and those thoughts, those, those things, I think that's where a lot of people will hang up 
I don't know what to tell myself. I don't know what my mantra should be or my, you know, I, I work with a lot of folks. We talk, we call them mantras, we call them sayings. And, and it's like, what should these things be? Where do we even start with this? Yeah. And that's why I wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, specific <laughs> mantras, affirmations for every placement. It's a starting place for you. And I think what's so important with mantras and affirmations is it might not be, say, in for me, the example of personal finances, I think is where we can all relate in some ways to just start saying, I'm rich, I'm a millionaire. It's like, there's not, there might not be a lot of traction there for you because right. you look at your bank account and you don't see that. So a better affirmation to bridge is like, I want to, I want to feel abundant. I want to feel like there will be enough money for me. I want to know the experience of, of, being rich of and and that might even be too big so you you kind of scale it down to a bite sized what's true for you like i want to see that i can pay my bills this month and that might be a yes like a 100% yes and that's what you affirm that's what you you know meditate upon is i want to see that i can pay all my bills this month and then once that happens then it's like you kind of make it a little bigger like what if i could pay my bills with even more ease? Like what if the money starts coming in? Like what if new opportunities? And I think that's where affirmations and mantras are very successful and work for you because you're able, there's enough belief in them to get you to the next step. How do you see that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we need bite-sized ones because I, I've heard people talk and they're so extravagant. Like you said, I am a millionaire. I'm like, yeah, I get that, that doesn't like, no. <laughs> you know, it's like, but like you said, I paid all my bills this month. Or I, I, you know, I want to pay all my bills this month. And then next month I want to pay all my bills and have 20 bucks extra, you know, yeah. or a hundred bucks, like whatever yeah. feels. Because I think for a lot of us, we're like, I began the podcast off. We've been taught to not trust ourselves and our feelings. And so we try to mimic what someone else says worked for them, but you're not them. Right. And You're trust, not, yeah, trusting what feels good. That's what I like about the little mantras and adding to them. Can I say one more thing about that? Because this is like a recent yeah. kind of like new download for me that's felt really exciting. Even that example we both used, I'm a millionaire. Mm -hmm. I think a way to experience the, the feeling of being a millionaire when I go to the beach in Santa Monica and I am standing there at this gorgeous, gorgeous ocean and these beautiful hotels, like I'm a millionaire. Like I feel like I'm abundant. I'm rich. This is a rich experience. This is a millionaire experience, whatever words. And because abundance is in so many aspects and ways in our world, it's not just money. It's in health. It's in relationships. It's in the beautiful sunset. And so you can really start to feel into this experience of your personal wealth transcending money and being about so many other things. And that can be really hard. You know, you're there because your heart starts to feel kind of like warm, kind of like, whoa, like something's pulsating here. That's when you know you're really on that sweet spot in your mm -hmm. thoughts and with this experience. And the more that you can spend a few moments, a few minutes every day, feeling that wherever you are, that's going to help you transform your thoughts, which then change your beliefs and create a new life for you. Oh, 
I like that. I like that. I like that feeling of wherever you are, where you feel like just, just at peace, just happy, you know, whatever it may be, you know, and, and for you, the beach in Santa Monica, I'm, I'm thinking of it now. I'm like that, that sounds pretty good. I can yeah. find that, you know, I think we all have our own things. And I think for a lot of people who are listening right now, just, you know, closing your eyes and thinking about what, what is a place that gives you peace you feel good with. And, and maybe that's where you start with the abundance thing. If that's, it, if yeah. that's what we're working on, you know, maybe right. we're working or on even love that maybe mm-hmm. you feel loved you see if there's a park that you like a mountain like a vista you look at wherever it is in your environment that when you go to drive by you feel like oh like this awe like spend more time there make it mm-hmm. your intention to try to go even once a week once every other week once a month to just put yourself in that environment that causes you to feel that really good feeling emotion that's what starts to change I believe the cells of our body because they respond to our thoughts. And like you spoke earlier, Dr. Janina, tight and clenched body, not receiving mm-hmm. an herb. It really opens your body mm-hmm. to receive, to function as it, as it's meant to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The more we can open up for receiving. Yeah. That's, that's the key. That's why I do this podcast. And I'm pretty sure that's why you are doing yours as well. Oh, Lisa, this has been a great conversation. So good. I, I think this is going to help a lot of folks. And and I think it'd be a really great time right now to kind of give folks a little background on where they can find you, if they want to work with you, where Thank they can you. find the book, all of that, so that they can jump on and, and get on board with us here. Yeah, I'd love to work with, <laughs> with any and all of you listening. The easiest way to find me is through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy.com. I'm on Instagram at NOLA Therapy as well as on YouTube. And I post my podcast there. And Dr. Janine, you will be <laughs> in that in that realm. And reach out, Lisa, at nolatherapy.com. And I'd love to offer your listeners half off a first-time session to, to work with me for a first time if they'd like as a gift. And they just Absolutely. need to mention you or your show in an email. Awesome. Awesome. You guys heard it. We'll put it also in our notes at drjkrausnd.com. Once again, thank you so much, Lisa, for talking all about your book, The Chiron Effect, healing our core wounds through astrology, empathy, and self-forgiveness, and giving us so many good insights to really take away from today's podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, Health Junkies, are you feeling just off, feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. Spelled Out, J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule a chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out now. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.